everyone and welcome to the model building toolbox talk number five so uh the theme of the week is uh guests we have a uh, doug fiscali on on friday so uh, we also asked doug if he wouldn't mind giving out a quick modeling tip for this week's model the midweek model building toolbox talk so doug has a tip for us welcome doug um i know we yes. just got done talking about your limited run kit but um i'm excited to hear what your tip is for everybody okay um, well, it's, it's using um, task board, which is what uh, a lot of the sidewalks yeah. uh, or foundations in, in uh, these art kits are anyway, um, and how to kind of make them a little more interesting and textured. And, and I kind of did this by mistake one day where I was doing the, like the uh, sidewalk section. And, you know, the task board is basically kind of like a mat board, but it's a little thinner yeah. and a little lighter, so you can peel layers of it off uh, accidentally. But um, if you do it the right way, it could look like a uh, sort of a pothole or just broken concrete. Um, so say you have uh, you know a loading dock, the slab of uh, concrete that's a loading dock out of this material. You can sort of draw some pothole shapes, well, say with a pencil, you know, just some irregular shapes that kind of look like continents on that, and then just pick at it with a knife, and you can almost cut out what you just drew, and then peel it off. And now you've got this sort of broken concrete and pothole. Hmm. Uh, so when you color it, you're going to have a little more detail in addition to, you know, you can carve some cracks into it with an exacto knife. Right. Um, and generally I'll paint the whole, you know, if it's set at the sidewalk, I'll paint it a concrete color. Um, maybe I've been using this, I think it's called Cocoon, uh, and it's one of those paints that's a chalkboard paint, so it's got a matte finish. It's really dull, and, and, and so it's a perfect color for, for concrete. Yeah, Mike, uh, Michael tells that. He, you, he, we bought some of that when you, you had it on one of yeah. your blogs. You were talking about it on your blog. Yeah, yep. I mean, you can get a giant jar, but you probably never have to buy it again. So I would paint paint the whole sidewalk with this paint, and then I would take whatever you're weathering, whether it's a wash or chalk or both. Um, lately, I've been using, uh, say, uh, dirt and deposits, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, like a tan. It's almost a similar color to the concrete, so it kind of complements it, but it's got some variation to it, especially if you thin it with uh, mineral spirits. So what I'll do is take my brush, put it in the dust and deposits, and make some irregular dabs on my sidewalk where my pothole is and all over the place, and then I'll take the brush, dab in mineral spirits, and, and sort of let it bleed it in different spots irregularly. Huh. So you've got this really nice mottled, uh, aged concrete look between the dirt deposits color and the rips that you put into this task board. Uh, and then you can go further with that, whether some chalk on it if you want to. Um, <clears throat> and then what I like to do is with the expansion joint in the sidewalk or my cracks is put little pin drops of glue and then sprinkle some, uh, like a polyfiber mix of scenery material where it's got the, the static grass, but the shortest, shortest one, I think it might be like one millimeter or two millimeter mix with foam. And with a tweezer, I'll pile that on these little glue drops and then just blow it away and it'll only stick with the glue. So it's got, so basically you have weeds growing out of your cracks or out of this pothole. Oh, um, cool. And if you think, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, makes it look a little more, uh, it'll blend more in with your scenery and it'll look more aged if you're doing something that's, you know, sort of neglected. Uh, and if you peel enough layers in this pothole, you can even fill it in with dirt. Like it's just, it was sort of like dirt or some other material. Or you can mix some Mod Podge with a little 
like a dot of olive green paint and just make like a dirty puddle. Oh yeah. You know, in the pothole. Um, so there's, there's, it's a, it's a small technique, but if you, you can expand on it and make it interesting, um, you know, with, with just a little bit of, a little bit of material. Totally. That's a super cool tip. And for anyone that's not uh, used Taskboard before, um, I know we have it. Where can – I'm just going to throw this out there. I know where to get it. But where can you find Taskboard um, if, you, um, if you're interested any, in trying this? Yeah, I mean any art supply store. I think like Dick Blick has it. Um, I would assume Amazon has it. I'm not certain. but I think they do. <laughs> uh, there's also a website called buytaskboard.com. Um, which I think you can get it from there. Oh, Amazon does have it, just checked. Um, so it's, and it, it's easy to cut, you know, cut with a knife. Um, and it's the same color all the way through on the map board. You know, say if you buy a black map board, it's white in the middle and it's got layers of paper. This is more, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's extruded or pressed. It's probably pressed. So it's all the same color all the way through whenever you cut it. Mm-hmm. And one one of the cool things about Taskboard, I ordered it from Blink Art Supply, and yeah. uh, after we talked to you about it, you've mentioned Taskboard in the past on our shows, and mm-hmm. um, but you gave but you just now gave us some really cool tips and ideas. I can't wait to try a couple of them. And um, but I bought the Taskboard, and one of the things I learned about it as well, and I think you talked about that too, is that it can be shaped by adding water to it um, no. a little bit or dampening it. And uh, you can actually, you know, I guess, architects use it when they make models, architectural models, uh, and they shape it into just about any shape you can make this stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. Round, yeah, you, you can, can make it, it round or go uphill. Yep, a spray bottle of water or, you know, you can use it for roads, mm-hmm. even, you know, especially the concrete roads, you know, just carve in some extension joints. And then if you do this little peeling technique, you can make potholes all over the place. Um, you know, the only other way you'd get that is if you poured a plaster road and then you chipped at it and stuff. That might be a little messy and more time consuming. This is a really quick way, um, you know, of doing it. Even for, you know, the base of a whole building. You know, if you've got a, um, you mean like Baxter's, you, you mean like Baxter's building supply? Oh yeah, yeah there's a huge, which is right where I'm at right now. So now you have me thinking: Do I use a task board, or do I use George's uh, directions where they say to use uh, compound um, joint compound? So now I'm thinking about task board. Yeah, hmm. yeah get there the you same go. effect. It's a lot easier. Yeah, um, yeah. you can you can cut um, you can cut a little section of steps. You know, if you, get, if you can buy it. 16th thick or 1/8 thick, yeah, and or 332 and depending on what scale you're working, and you can do some st- you know little steps in front of the building, right. um, you name it. So it's, oh, it's right. pretty versatile. That's great. That's an awesome tip. Now we got a question for you as well. This okay. question came to me today uh, in a private message from Dave Cruzwick. And Jay and him and Jason Jensen were talking on the phone today too. So Jason was busy on the phone today, um, and they said, if, "Don't know if you'll have time for questions with Doug's new kit being the main topic." But Jason and I were talking today about how kits differ, uh, how kits from different manufacturers, even working in the same scale, tend to be a tad off scale to one another. For example, when I put a completed kit 
from manufacturer A next to kits from manufacturer B and manufacturer C, the HO kit from A will be just a touch larger even though they are HO scale. Does a kit designer rely more on their eye than, or than they do mathematics? Thoughts on that? Uh, well, I think it's both. I mean, for myself, I, I do scale the distance between floors to scale, you know, a, a, say a scaling at a factory is 12 feet and then a, a foot or so for the thickness of the floor. And so that's how I kind of scale that up. But then, you know, I use tissue windows, which are to scale. So to me, that sort of guides me. If they look too far apart, obviously, you know, I'm doing something wrong. So it's, right. it's kind of a combination of measuring and, um, and what it looks like by eye. But that said, you know, most of these buildings are all compressed, right? Right. Um, you know, if you were to do a real factory, they'd probably, in HO scale, they'd probably be four feet long. Yeah. So yeah. For, for any significant goods to be manufactured and put into a couple of boxcars, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it's, you kind of cheat. That's why some, a lot of mine are long and narrow. So right. it's almost like a backdrop kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. looking at it from left to right generally, so the depth can be cheated a bit. Yeah. Um, but also, that being said, buildings in every single size you could possibly imagine. So there's literally no right or wrong. Right. Unless, you know, unless you're sticking a no-scale door on the HO building. So, you know, as long as your, your architectural elements are right and the distance between floors are right, it's just a small building. Right. That, you know. Right. right. Um, and, I, yeah, good. No, no, I, I think the question was, you know, we talked to Jason does a lot of kit bashing. And yeah. uh, so, so we're talking about different. If you if you take one kit from one company and one kit from another company, you know you may run into a little bit of a. Uh, you're going to have to make some adjustments sometimes to get yeah. certain. You know, and, and I think that can be expected. Uh, you know, because you guys aren't sitting there calling each other on the phone for kit manufacturer mm-hmm. to kit ma- manufacturer going, well, what if they kit bash this one with yours? And you know, and we, <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we, we need to get on the same page here. You can't, you obviously can't do that. So, no, um, yeah. So that, I think that's a, I think it was a pretty cool question. It was. Uh, that's all we thought. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, generally, if it looks right, it's right. If it looks yeah. wrong, well, you got to fix it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's great. That's cool. uh, That was the end of that question. All right. Well, thanks again, Doug. And um, thank you for spending the extra 10 minutes here with us to give us that little tip and that other answer. Um, uh, so we're going to be crazy busy with all the ideas you've given us tonight and for Friday's episode, for sure. Um, but if anyone listening is interested again on friday we are going to be premiering the episode with rust rock falls the limited run ho scale kit with doug so again doug thanks for coming on our show tonight oh, thank you guys yeah we appreciate you having you on we really do and and uh we, we we want to be able to bring that to our our listeners so they can so they can get in on this uh this this definitely great limited run catch yep. the train before it leaves the station that's a train that's right. pun. that was a little train joke it wasn't very funny. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, guys. Uh, uh, the full episode will be out on Friday afternoon, evening-ish. Um, and then this one obviously is out Wednesday night. So thanks for tuning in.